0: want
1: is an opportunity this is america ain't it who the fuck's stopping you this is bootlegging for each week we will discuss hbo's original series boardwalk empire grab a glass of your favorite libation and let's do a little chin wagging welcome to bootlegging a boardwalk empire podcast um i've got some bad news today unfortunately agent michael shannon he caused us to be late last week And so we were 12 hours late. He infiltrated the bootlegging um, headquarters. And so now Christopher is uh, under interrogation for the next 24 hours. And I have a schedule to keep. So Michael Shannon does not understand my schedule. And I have a very special guest on this week with Victor from the Digging Dexter podcast. Victor?
0: Hello, and uh – I'd like to welcome Agent Victor myself. I, damn, <laughs> Agent, I, was, try, oh, I was trying to do a, a Remus thing, but like, damn, that's hard to do.
1: <laughs> you, it takes work. Colton's done practice. On this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm super excited. I, as I said last episode, I was on. I love Boardwalk Empire. Um, like, I love that you. I love that we have a podcast out there, yours, that actually finally does this show. Um. And like, super excited. I don't know if you want to tell backstory of how we got here, but like, damn, this was a good episode to throw me on quick for.
1: Well, uh, first, we, I would like to say, hopefully, we're living up to your expectations of a boardwalk empire podcast, but I know we're not because we're butchering names left and right for you. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, you're at least enjoying it. So, <laughs> no,
0: definitely, I definitely am. Uh, you guys, it's weird because like how many times I've watched a show and you guys point out stuff that. I never, like, thought twice about, like, you know, and even doing notes for this episode that we were talking off air before, Um, like, yeah, it's like, I, I notice different things now, you know?
1: Yeah, when you're looking at everything under a microscope, sure. like, there's a lot that goes on, like, it, and, and we'll get into it later, like, things that I started noticing about this episode, even, that I never thought about the first time I watched it through, right. and just a little recap on your history, so it's a little intimidating for me having you on, because, I've watched the show once or twice through, but you are uh, – we would say you're a really big fan of the show. You've watched it several times.
0: Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if I – I, I don't know if I brought it up last episode that I dressed up as Richard Harrow for Halloween. I got, like, retweeted by HBO. HBO sent me stuff. Um, what? Oh, wow. Uh, Last – uh, like, this episode, I just knew when I knew because the title of the episode is Battle of the Century, right? Um, right. And this was the episode I told you, like – I was like, oh man, this is one of the episodes that's filmed where I used to live in Staten Island, New York. Um, so like, yeah, like I I, 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 this is, so like I do my podcast Dexter and uh, we're at the, we're in season three where I did not watch it live, but watching season two right now, I, I can remember watching this episode. Um, really? And you know, when we get to Ireland and we'll talk about that being like, oh my God, that's the conference house. Like, holy shit. Like, you know. Um, okay. But yeah, I remember watching this live, this season live and. Yeah, just, I love this show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, well, where we're, we're at getting into this, I mean, this is like a big episode because there's a lot now that's coming into play that the, we're definitely on the. This is, it's not the big peak of this season that's coming, but what happening? what's happening now is about to ignite what goes on in the next two, I would say two episodes, and then you have the outfall in the last episode. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil anything or anything like that for listeners that haven't watched the show. You know, if we have listeners out there that this is their first time watching it, but sure. there's a lot that goes on in this episode, which le- is leading up to big events that are about to happen.
0: These are like the clouds before the thunderstorm, you know. That like that
1: is a very dramatic way of putting it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you
0: think about how this episode closes out, and like, if you start piecing stuff together, it's like, oh damn, like you know, right?
1: Well, and I was when I was w- rewatching it this time, and I'm, like I said, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's something that happens in this episode, and I was like, huh, I didn't realize that that was what led to this, and. I, like I said, I don't want to spoil this, but there's things that happened in this episode that I remember it being a big deal, but I just don't remember certain characters. I'm just like – I want to just scream at him and be like, you're an idiot <laughs> because sure. I know what some outcomes that are about to happen yeah, from this. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, one of the biggest ones is Mickey Doyle's uh, leather ne- neck apron <laughs> that we're going to talk about. I just wish he wouldn't wear it. It's a horrible fashion choice. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh God oh <Old> Doyle <laughs>
0: all
1: right, so uh normally I would ask uh, Chris on here about his primer thoughts on this episode so I'm gonna go ahead and ask you just kind of what just if this episode alone, how would you rate that for this season?
0: I would say because like using my analogy before like this is kind of like the calm before the storm sort of deal and it's like i I personally think it's a huge setup. Like, I'm I'm going to try and talk as if I don't know what happens next, right? Like, right. just kind of how the way the episode ends, it's such a big setup. Like, if this was a season finale, you'd be like, damn, like, next season is the battle of the century, like, you know? Right. Um, I, I, I definitely think this is one of the better episodes, and kind of, what are we, we're at episode nine, so, uh, to me, and I don't know if you have ever heard this knock on this show, but like, sort of, Boardwalk Empire the knock sometimes is and why maybe it's hard for people sometimes to get into because like it's so slow moving.
1: Yes. It's a very slow burn.
0: Sure. And like, but this episode is finally like one of those ones where it's like they tighten the shoelaces finally a little bit, you know? And there's not a lot of action. You know, Chris, Chris always says like this episode's not explosive or it's explosive. I don't think this episode is explosive, but... It's really it's it's the 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 wick is being lit (laughs) like, you know, I don't have any more analogies I could try and come up with, but it's like it's right before the boom.
1: Well, it's kind of the same as the last episode. There's only one death in this episode. And granted, the death in this episode is a little more dramatic than the last episode. But it's also still like a very to the point thing where it's yeah. not like a it's not like super graphic. It's not like watching somebody get their face blown off or like the first episode of the first season when you know, where they're out in the woods and stuff sure, like that. Sure. It's just like all of a sudden this dude's gone and you're just like, oh, shit. And yeah. then immediately it's just like I'm taking over and like it's like, OK, well, this wasn't d- very dramatic. It was <laughs> just kind of right. like straight into the point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. And we'll get into that as we go. So we'll go and get started. A uh, quick little uh, breakdown of the episode. I, I always, do, I've been starting to do this. I do like what I call the IMDb uh, readoff. It's Nucky uh, barters in Ireland. Jimmy brokers a deal with George Remus. Emily's illness takes a turn for the worse, and Hellerin is questioned about Nucky's past. And I know what y'all are wondering already. There's a name I said in that. Hellerin. Hellerin is Deputy Dumbass, if (laughs) y'all are wondering. He does have an official name, so I'll reread that. Deputy Dumbass is questioned about (laughs) Nucky's past. (laughs) So we've got that going. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. I think that's a pretty fair assessment, like, while trying to not spoil anything. It's like, yeah, that's that's a pretty...
1: That's a better one than the one I read where it was just like the straight up, like what happened. One, like, it was oh, like, Nucky,
0: <laughs> Nucky, Nucky talked business. Like, <laughs> it was like an episode or two ago. It's like, Nucky does business, Jimmy ponders his future. It was something like that. It was like, I mean, okay.
1: <laughs> so, and it's different ones will do different things. And I'm just like, all right, I just go with the IMDb the top one, and let's just go. Sure, sure. <laughs> All right, so we have this broken down, uh, this episode, into three main stories, and then we have some uh, the side arches that are going along. Um, We've got Nucky's story, Jimmy, and Margaret. Uh, We're going to go and talk about Jimmy and Margaret's story first, and then um, the second half we'll talk about uh, the side arcs arcs that are going along and Nucky's story as well. Sure. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, really the kind of the – I say the slowest episode, the slowest story of the episode. It's Margaret's story. There's not a lot that happens, but I'm not going to say it's necessarily also the slowest because it's probably one of the more gut riching stories of this episode. Oh god, now, yeah. I'm not a parent, and you're not a parent. Um, oh, I don't have kids, and this whole thing of her daughter getting—we've we, come to find out that her daughter has polio. Um, she can't move her legs. It's not looking good you know she's had this fever the doctors uh diagnosed it and they're gonna bring her in for testing and the testing that they do and i i should have looked this up i assume that that's really what they did back then is they do a spinal tap and they do an examination of your spinal fluid i can't even imagine having to watch that as a parent like i take my dog to the vet and he gets shots and i feel bad you know <laughs> i was i was gonna and
0: say like and and, it, and it's such like a it's probably the way parents probably look at, like, guys like us talking about dogs. and it's like, But we have no other connection. I have nothing no, I... else. I guess maybe, like, your wife or, like, you know, and it's, like, when your wife is sick, you're like, God, I you know. But you don't feel that same way about, like, your dog, if that makes sense. And I can imagine, like, yeah. your kids, like, you, you I, I can imagine your wife, you know, be like, you're sick, you'll get over it, here's medicine. But, like, if your kid was getting a goddamn spinal tap and, you know, uh, like, I have in my notes, like, I get why now polio is probably so rampant. Yeah. Like, she, she's like, I don't care. I want to go in the room with her. Like, this poor girl's getting a spinal tap. And he's like, well, polio right. is... I, 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 I don't know much about polio. I just know, like, anything anymore. Um, right. But, like, like yeah, like, she doesn't... Like, you wouldn't care, right? Like, if, you're, if your son or your daughter had the most contagious disease, but they were getting some horrible spinal tap... I don't care. Just let, let me hold their hand, please, you know? Right. And he's, and like the doctor says, it's not about, like, think about the other people you come into contact with, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Out of curiosity, have you ever known anybody with polio?
0: Oh, God. It, 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 what's, what's like the actual thing for uh, chicken pox? Is that mumps or measles? Uh, what's well, like the, like, uh the branch off from it. Sm- well,
1: there's like the smallpox. Oh,
0: okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think
1: actually measles, I think measles is it too
0: measles and mumps maybe right
1: i'm actually not for sure <laughs>
0: i i've never known anyone who has polio. have you uh
1: i actually had a teacher in fourth grade she wow. had polio when she was she was paralyzed from the waist down only person i've ever known in my entire life but um she was born right prior i guess to the vaccination and she had contracted polio and she was paralyzed from the waist down uh God, she was that's my crazy. uh my my fourth grade teacher yeah it's crazy to think that it's really not that long ago that it wasn't that uncommon. Sure, know, that.
0: sure. Uh, to, to go to go back a little bit, like you know, it's it's funny how it's not funny. It's interesting how Marga- how she goes about it because you know Emily's like. You know, I can't feel my feet. And Margaret's like, oh, okay. She kind of does the thing like when you want to like tickle someone, you kind of like, you know, grab like their thigh and squeeze it. And she's like, do you feel that? Do you feel that? And like the scariest thing had to be like when she says, do you feel this? And I think she's like tickling her feet. And her daughter is like, I don't think so. Or I I don't know if I can. Like, oh, my Like, You know, like that's how you know your 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 child's not faking it. Um, And just the immediate horror on her face. I, I remember watching this like I don't get what that means like what no, I, why I, why would i have known or why would you know what polio the the symptoms are you know
1: all i remember thinking is that that girl is way braver than i am cuz if i woke up and i couldn't move my legs <laughs> yeah. i would be i would be freaking the <laughs> fuck out i would be like i wouldn't care about like oh i got to call in sick to work or something i'd be like yeah. oh my god my legs don't work yeah like, yeah i i cannot imagine and 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 that was a thing back then i mean sure. that is an and a well and uh, not to, well I'm not getting into politics or getting into too much on the show but I mean, it's even apparently now kind of coming back or whatever supposedly so it's just like this I just can't believe that it was back then this was a common thing yeah. and then the treatment to it and, and then as this even shows the time period and I have it in my notes you know like so she has her her her, her maids are helping her out and she tells them to take her son outside and I'm like, that's all that they think of. They're like, oh well, it's it's fine if he goes outside, we don't need to worry about it anymore. Like that's how disease. And actually, I really honestly don't know how polio was contracted. I don't know if it was bloodborne, airborne, or
0: I imagine it's airborne because she said it's contagious. So I imagine it was cough, like you know, uh, um, air air transfusion. I guess is the word what they say when they talk about this kind of stuff.
1: Right. I would imagine it was. I just don't know how, like, one person could get it and then other people couldn't. Sure. Maybe it wasn't as contagious as I'm thinking, like, the flu is. Because, you know, the flu, like, like one person gets the flu in your household, everybody's pretty much going to get the flu. So I feel like maybe polio wasn't as contagious for some reason.
0: Or I I guess only because, like, the way the doctor is like, no, you can't go in there when your daughter's getting spinal tap. Because he said, at least the doctor says, and I don't know if we're at the height of polio or at, like, the 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 beginning or the middle i don't know what 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 time period for the 1920 uh polio is but he's like you can't even go in the room right because because of how contagious it is and i don't know if that's like aids where we didn't know about it yet where we thought it was like you can't touch someone with aids because you'll get it versus you know now what we know right yeah like i
1: i don't know i don't know if it's that contagious or what sure um and then we see the she's cleaning the, the house out after this you know that like the Child's in the hospital, so she's cleaning up the house. They're burning everything. They're burning the toys. Like I guess that's the only way you can really clear everything out is you just have to. Like it's kind of like I guess getting lice in a way. And I'm not comparing polio to lice, right? <laughs> but you know, like I, 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 remember I got lice as a kid, mm-hmm. and we had to boil everything that was. Damn. Mine. Oh, my mom was so mad when I got <laughs> it. <laughs> I remember this. I had to. We had to boil everything in my house um i was not allowed to like be around the rest of the family for like so long Damn. i was like yeah my parents were like you're not grounded but you can't come out of your room and i was <laughs> like well no. so i'm grounded you know like i didn't have a tv i didn't have my like my nintendo at the time period i was just sure. stuck in my room with no clothes because my clothes gla- boiled and i was just like this is horrible the- you know it, it and I'm walking around, so, yeah. you know, at least it's not that bad, but.
0: Was chicken pox as rampant, like, when you were, like, in first through fifth grade as it was, like, for me? Cause I'm trying to, like, come up with, like, a, a similar way or whatever for me, and it's like, the only thing that was re- similar to that is, like, if you got chicken pox, it was an automatic, like, it was an automatic, like, seven days, stay home from school, you can't touch anyone, you can't, cause it was just as contagious, whatever. Was that, like, that by you?
1: Yeah, I remember I got chicken pox. I don't remember I know I had to stay home. I remember that and then I got mono and that was the big thing that I got that I wasn't allowed to go to school for like a week or something right, like right. that.
0: Chicken pox was like and you're like you were almost too young to even realize but you're just kinda like, Oh my god, please I want the chicken pox. I just want to stay home right. for like you know, five days and whatever. Um, I
1: remember getting it, and I was like, "I don't have to go to cl- uh, go to school. Yeah, this is yeah, great." And yeah. Of course, in my my parents are sitting there thinking, man, I hope he doesn't die. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and as you're being itching, I remember like I'm not itching, scarred. Yeah, you know? I got yeah. lucky. I, I don't have really any scars or anything, but yeah, I just remember getting like, like what is that calamine lotion? I was or just whatever, gonna say
0: calamine lotion or calamine, yeah. yeah, whatever uh, it is, yeah. So something something that I I wanted to bring up, and because I have it kind of. Compared with something else that happens in Nucky storyline, but uh, Margaret burning everything—I um, thought it happened this episode, and I'm not going to say much more. But um, I feel like—I won't say too much, but like what happens next episode and with Margaret burning everything—I feel like there's symbolism there. And I know sometimes you hate the symbolism on this show because it's kind of like there should be flash and symbolizing. I I know
1: where you're going on this, yeah. And there is definitely the symbolism in it, but I feel like it's a little toned down compared to the rest of the series. Absolutely, absolutely. Just because, and I'm only saying that because it it what's coming up is happening. I think it's next episode, sure. And I think it goes into season three, but I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it does.
0: And and, and even to that, like, uh, damn, should I even be talking? Uh, it's almost like a thread that's been going on this whole season. <laughs> With, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, they, you you know, something I love about Boardwalk is, I mean, we see this episode, right? You think that Margaret's original husband, what was it? His name wasn't Hans, was it?
1: Yeah, it was Hans Hans.
0: Schroeder. Hans Schroeder, who died in the first episode. Like, look, it's making an, it's making a comeback in episode 21 again. Like, you know? Right. Um, just like little stuff like that. So same way you may think that this one storyline kind of isn't going anywhere. And I think you said this last episode where, you know, uh, breaking bad would do like, you remember this little tiny scene from season one, like, you know, it is now the focal point of like a a storyline in season five, you know, uh, that's what I kind of like what they, they do with this. And while it may seem like the polio thing comes out of nowhere and it definitely does. And maybe it definitely did right. Like getting sick comes out of nowhere, you know, unless you're out in the cold or whatever. Um, I just like how they sort of lightly pull it all together, you know,
1: The last really of Margaret's story that I have is that she's at the uh, doctor, uh, the hospital, and they're listening to the great, the the fight of the century, and she goes into the uh, room with her daughter to lay with her. Which I'm like, I'm mad at her because I'm like, you're selfish. You're wanting to lay with your daughter. You're wanting to do, you know, be this mother. You're feeling for, but you're not thinking about the rest of your family. But I'm also at the same time like, who am I to judge what she's about to do? Right. Right. You know, because. Who knows if it's going to affect her? And it's kind of the same thing, like you hear about with like um, in the news, like like a kid gets thrown overboard in a in a boat, and the dad jumps in to save him, and then they both drown. Yeah, right? yeah. It's uh, who are you to judge who that person is for what they're doing? Like I, like I said, I, I want to say she's selfish for doing that, but at the same time, I'm like, if I was a parent, I might very well do that.
0: Of course, you know, yeah, because
1: yeah. that's your child, you know, that's your flesh and blood, that's her only daughter, you know, that's. It's yeah. It's just I can't.
0: And I think add, what adds to it a lot worse. Like, could you imagine? Like, while that all the doctors and nurses or whatever medical staff is just listening to the fight, and like you could see yeah. like there's not a soul in the high uh, highway, soul in the the hallway, and it's just kind of like, yeah. Well, God, I, I, you know, she just needs a, a hand. You know, she just needs a yeah. A, a mother's comfort. You know. Um. And, In a
1: room full of other kids that are suffering. Yeah,
0: like you know, course, <laughs> I I don't. While I I'm with you, like man, who am I to say? But like, yeah, I, I could picture myself doing the same thing, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, that's all I really have for Margaret's story. Did you have anything else, really?
0: I think I just have the one more thing. Like, okay, it's and, and this may tie into to, to the Nucky storyline with um Milk Toast McGee, but the way he's almost more shake shooken up. Maybe just because he read it first that Emily has polio. Oh, you know, just the way. But maybe just because he read it first, like you know, like if someone came up to me and read like, "Hey, your your sibling has died," it might like shake them up more than me only only because it's like, w- wait, what? You know, um, I don't. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know if he's affected more because of what's
1: happened between the two, or... And by the way, that's not Milk Toast McGee. That is Daredevil that you're referring to. Who's Milk Toast so, McGee? That's the, the alderman. the Like, the guy that he burned down the house. The guy who burned Lucky down... burned down the house in oh, episode... Oh, oh, oh,
0: okay, it's okay, milk okay. Toast, okay. If
1: you're going to be a guest on the spot, it's Milk Toast Squarepants. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and... Slater is Matt Murdock. We very rarely call him Daredevil. It's actually Matt Murdock, Matt, but on occasion right. he is Daredevil. Okay. So, sir, I'm going <laughs> to need you to focus.
0: <laughs> Agent Victor has just now been demoted, demoted back a step. Uh, well, that's the only other thing I had that. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm, i I, I take back my thing of him being more shaken up. I think it was just more he read it first, you know.
1: Okay. Alright, so from there we'll go ahead and talk about uh Jimmy's story. Yeah. Um so uh G- Jimmy's meeting with uh George Remus, and George Remus has come down because George Remus is meeting with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh this meeting with I, I wanna I, I I don't know what to call his group. I mean they're they're delightful young boys that are <laughs> colorful and full of ambition. Well let
0: me let me tell you something about ambitious I boys. T- <laughs> <laughs> the ab crew um <laughs> <laughs> something something uh so there was another there, the, you know if you google it out right and maybe you have seen this there was this uh po- it's this podcast network hosted by Maria Menunos have you ever came across this other world no. empire they did it live so this network and we're not I'm not here you know we're not here to plug other podcasts right but they have an entire network of where they air their podcast the second the episode ends Really? So like 9.55 this episode ended, 10 10 o'clock they were up live streaming and they put out their podcast. Um, Okay. And it's really funny to hear some of the stuff because it's kind of like they're going off gut instinct of a show that just happened a few minutes ago. So, like, you know, okay, we have fortunate enough, and like, you know, Chris does the same thing. Like, my my fiance does when We do the podcast. We watch the episode almost twice to do our notes and to formulate our thoughts. They go on the air right after, right? So they right. they had this guy, uh, I believe Maria Menuno's husband, uh, Michael August. They had the podcast, and he always called like this little AB crew. You're calling the Muppet Babies because this is the <laughs> Muppet Baby of like, you know how big Meyer Lansky becomes. I mean, he becomes—he yeah. literally becomes a uh, another character in one of the the greatest gangster movies ever made. Like, uh, um, I'm blanking out on the name. Not American Gangster, Godfather, Godfather Part Two. Like Hyman Roth, if you ever seen that. Yeah. Like that is Meyer Lansky. Uh, right. We're talking about Lucky Luciano, Al Capone, and they're nobodies. <laughs> like you know, right? They're like Muppet Babies version of what they are. So like, yeah, your ambitious crew, whatever. Like, yeah, they're like little little Muppet Babies of what they actually will become. You know, if you think about their like their boss right now is someone who is a total fictional character. Like Jimmy's not real, right? Like I always, right. yeah, um, right. Which is kind of just you know funny to think. Um, that's something well, I, I think always. Uh-huh.
1: I think he is kind of. I think I remember in, Correct me if I'm wrong. I could have sworn he's
0: loosely based on a character. Oh, he might be the same way Richard Harrow is. I think Richard right. Harrow is. I think. Yeah, I think
1: it's the same thing. Richard Harrow is loosely based like the real person that Richard Harrow is based after was sure. not really this like like, yeah, like yeah. assassin and yeah. all of that you know.
0: And, and and you know probably to a lesser degree like Nucky Thompson is completely fabricated you know right, what i mean no, yeah he is whereas the other these guys at the table they they have a lot more truth to them than like nucky does you know yeah i i, I remember when the show came out i'm me being like who the hell is nucky thompson i know lucky luciano i know al capone uh i remember hearing of Meyer Lansky, i just didn't know what he was like you know um right i remember even like in the first episode they killed jim colosimo i've heard that name before um who's um yeah who's the real milk box milk toast here um He's not in this episode. I love it. Let, let me add this too. I'm just, I'm ranting rant here. I love how yeah, they right? do every other episode. They remove huge characters. We get no agent Michael Shannon. None. And I was going to ask, when's the last time we've seen Chalky? But they, right. they alternate episodes, which is really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, Rothstein is a hundred times bigger than Nucky Thompson ever was. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, absolutely! Like Rossine is huge, and a real person. And sure, does it, they do an amazing job of portraying him in this? You know, Lucky Luciano. We don't even need to go into like sure. I cannot underestimate who he is right. enough. And then same thing, Meyer Lansky. I knew of Meyer Lansky before the show just because I like Meyer Lansky. I like who he was, and I and it's because of The Godfather, like because of stuff like that. I was like this. I actually knew a little bit about him. Plus, he was in he was kind of portrayed in the untouchables as well and right. then obviously we, the the biggest person in the room is al capone uh, yeah. you cannot even you can have never watched the godfather you can never have watched the untouchables you can never have watched boardwalk empire you can never have watched any of this stuff and if you go to somebody and you ask him hey do you know who al capone is or they'll at least be like wasn't he a famous gangster <laughs> at the bare minimum sure, you know sure. who he is yeah he's of all, if everybody in this show that I can think of off the top of my head, he's probably the most famous person in real life.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, yeah.
1: I, I can't think of anybody that I, that off the top of my head at least, you know, that is more famous than him. Yep. I mean, we've even had a president in the show who's not even that much, <laughs> yeah, that famous yeah. of a president, right? <laughs> yeah, so, no,
0: exactly. Uh, and, and I wonder too, like, I wonder in the hierarchy of everything if, 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 who, who, who's bigger, Capone or, or, or um, or Luciano Capone right I
1: th- oh Capone he's okay
0: I wonder if like in the top five I think if I wonder if like Jack Dempsey's in there because I- I'm not a big boxer fan I just I've always heard Jack Dempsey I've know? heard the
1: name I'm the same as you I don't know that much about boxing and so I, I-, I've but I heard think the he's name? pretty
0: poppy I think he was like a, a pretty household name you know well, I mean, it was obviously the whole and well, we'll get into this in the side story. Well, actually, we'll get into
1: it in Jimmy's story. We can even talk about it right now cuz at one point they're in the uh auditorium listening, which is so funny. They're listening to the show live. How funny. Right, like on the on the on the megaphone.
0: <laughs> and the <laughs> megaphone.
1: And but the people are like sitting there like boxing to it. Like you see them, That's like,
0: crazy.
1: It's so weird to think that, but at the time period, and I looked this up. This was a real thing. This was, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was portrayed real. So for them to do this, he had to be famous. Can you imagine right now? Okay, the two, or the, well, I don't know about the two most famous, but the most famous boxer right now is going to be who? I mean, I, if we can put a name. I'd, for-
0: I'd say we uh, to whatever your analogy is about to be. I- I'll help you out. I think we just had we just experienced it about two years ago. It was uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Sure.
1: And so you had two, I guess, and this other fighter, I have his name down actually. It was uh, Jack Dempsey and uh, Georgia
0: Carpentier, I believe.
1: Yeah, Georgia Carpentier. Yeah, Carpentier. Carpentier? He was French. He really was a French uh, fighter. And by the way, yeah. This episode takes place July second, nineteen twenty one. That was when the fight aired. Nice. So most of this episode takes place really over July second, like first, second, and third, is what I would say. Um, that's my guess because I would say that most of this episode takes place just over the course of three days. So this was a real fight, and this was that big of a fight. I mean, it was worldwide. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't really underestimate this. And. It's, it's such a different time period. They didn't have TV back then. And as uh, Capone even says, when he talks about uh, Jimmy <laughs> says, I'm going to stay and listen to the fight. And he's like, you might as well be, be reading, reading a, a book. book. yeah." Right? <laughs> How many... I put them in notes. That is the exact same thing today as saying video killed the radio star. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. all that is. Right? How, who said that MTV was going to kill off music?
0: Right, right.
1: You know, thousands of people said that. And now look at it. MTV doesn't even show fucking music videos anymore. Yeah. But the radio's still going yeah right yeah. so who it's ever I mean, we're, and we're doing radio right now we're doing radio <laughs> technically right now so it's funny, It's still there
0: it, it's funny like how how you sort of come back to everything in the way of like you know it's funny the way the way how popular emojis are today we're like going back to like hieroglyphics we're like making our way yeah. back and it's kind of like if you think about it, they do like you know me and you will never have a podcast big enough that we could do like a live show. But there right. are podcasts out there that do live shows now. When you think now, obviously boxing is as a physical viewing experience. But if you think about like where we're gonna trend to, like yeah. you know, we might we might trend to your favorite host watching the fight and commentating. And I think we probably have that out there. You know, you have like commentary, or whatever. I know ESPN does it for like the college football championship. One of my well, favorite had, um... radio shows. They sit there, and I don't watch the college football game. I watch them watching the college football game.
1: That's no different than, what is it called, Twitch? Is that it, where people Twitch, play video games? Twitch, like, you games? stream
0: your video games. Like, yeah, like, we're headed... It's funny, we're making, like, a, a comeback to this, you know? Um,
1: That's no different than sitting in my friend's basement when I was in
0: elementary school watching him
1: play video games, and we would sit there and <laughs> rat on him because yeah. he, was, he was Sonic and he couldn't get enough coins, you know? Like, it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> one, one thing... To go back to Jimmy's house, if I can.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to go back. Yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Uh, When this is a, and you know, you had mentioned it earlier in the season where I had, I had sent you notes like, damn, Jimmy's house, Staten Island, it is, it was a house that was there right before Hurricane Sandy. Cause Hurricane Sandy happened a year after this show, after this season aired. This was 2011. Hurricane Sandy hit in 2012. And I just have here, like, if you Google it, you can find other pictures of it, but you could see it, like, and I have a lot of this on my Nucky storyline. Like, damn, it's so crazy to think how much they CGI in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh And this show, I think, at first I was like, man, I I can't believe how much you can't tell. And then as the episode goes on, I feel like you could tell so much about the CGI.
1: We'll get into that in Nucky story, trust <laughs> I have... You, you told me we can't go into two hours. I have two and a half hours of Nucky storyline and CGI, okay? So heads up, we're not going to bed until about 2 p.m., all right?
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll get there, right? Uh, I just wanted to say, like, I think this episode shows it beautifully. Like, that house was literally on the beach, and you can see now why that house got destroyed in Hurricane Sandy. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> and then the opposite, and, and, and I, I don't want to step too far ahead. Actually, I'll, I'll bring it up when we get there. The other thing I wanted to bring up is you guys, and this was something I was saying, like, I've watched this show so many times. This was something where I never picked up on, but Jimmy, as the season progresses, looks haggard. You could tell, right? you know, you could tell when you've seen someone who's only 40 years old, but you can tell they've worked so hard, they look like 60. And I noticed in this episode, and something that's crazy about this show is, everyone's always dressed to the nines. Like, even like the homeless people are like, the people are supposed to be less fortunate, even still look, whatever that word is. Um, and in this room, they all have, everyone always has these dope fly suits on. Jimmy has stubble on his face. And if you, when you're in a room with everyone else who's clean shaven all the time, and Jimmy, um, Jimmy has that stubble. I mean, he looks like you guys said, he looks like he woke up drunk. Um, yeah. And it's in his eyes, too. And that's kind of like that's that's the the reason why you hire Michael Pitt as an actor. Those eyes yeah. are like, mes- you know what I mean? Um. So I just like, wow, I really what? like it's something you guys brought up. And I really saw it this first scene
1: like this sounds. OK, this sounds weird. I am a person – when I watch a show, like there's certain things that will happen where I get disgusted by it, okay? Like when certain people talk and things like that, I get disgusted by it because I'm like, oh, their teeth are disgusting. I bet their breath reeks, <laughs> right? There's certain things that will happen where I'm like that. And this show is one of those shows. I like it because I'm like nobody's looking perfect, right? When you look at Margaret, her teeth are not perfectly white.
0: Right, right. Like, when
1: she's talking, they're yeah. not per- – because back then you would not have perfect white teeth, right? Yeah. Jimmy – Is the same way when I look at Jimmy, I'm like, oh my god, like he looks like he probably has a smell to him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he smells like whiskey to me. He just smells it on his breath.
1: If he talks to me, I'm gonna smell that old alcohol (laughs) breath. And but for me to notice that, I love that because I'm watching and I'm like, I can smell this. And you do not. It's a good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. They're putting that much detail into this, which is really nice.
0: No, I'm with you.
1: Um, One of the things I wanted to bring up when we've gone back down to the house is. That, So they've brought George Remus in. George Remus is going to sell them um, a shit they brought in, and they're going to rob the. It, it fell off the Etsy you wheel. You're from Staten Island and all that, so it fell off the truck or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it fell
0: off. <laughs> I got a guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, while they're discussing this, they bring up about um, Manny and what they're going to do with them. And this is where it's going to be get, later on in this season. I see some stuff happening out of this. I don't want to go into too much. Yeah. But at this time, Jimmy, and this is where, and I even have it in my notes. I actually wrote out, Jimmy, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Because this is not the Jimmy from last season. This is not the Jimmy even from the beginning of this season. I get that he doesn't like Manny. And in all honesty, I actually don't know why he doesn't like Manny. Other than Manny's kind of like a, a, hey, bro, I gave you some money. Where's my shit?
0: Yeah. Are you bringing up, are we in the, like, the Waxy Gordon scene when Waxy Gordon shows yes. up? Okay. So, like, I, I kind of, this is where, and, like, you guys been, like, sort of teasing it along, and, like, like this episode, I think, kind of shows it, like, like Doyle says it, right? Like, if you don't want to pay him, then cut him in what we're doing. And he's like, what are you, a smart ass? He says, like, you know, what's number two prize, whatever. Like, right. this is why. And as you could tell, and I love this about the show, it just, the way Jimmy starts looking haggard, and, you know, that, that scene where everyone says, like, hey, we're lucky, and you, Jimmy's sitting there, like, his eyes, like, you know, it's like, what the hell am I getting myself yeah. into? Um, this is how you can tell Jimmy's just not fit for this role. Cause, like, no, because, ahead. no, I was, go I was go just gonna go say, ahead, like, go ahead, no, go ahead. Like, his problem is killing, is just, like, erasing it, and it's just, like, That's going to either going to cause more problems and it's like, look at how your plan went, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. And that's what I don't understand is he had such a hard time wanting to kill Nucky, which I mean, it didn't happen. But then whenever it comes to Manny, he's just like, fuck it, you know? And I'm just like, well, and, and. Uh of all people, Doyle is the voice of reason in this situation where he's kinda like, hey, why don't we pay him off? And even Lansky, who is he said he's just a fly on the wall wall there, like, hey man, like let's just pay him off. Let's just owe him your debt and be done with it. And I don't know I don't know if it's a respect thing. I don't get why Jimmy is is being the I don't know if it, if if them getting him to kill quote unquote kill Nucky is what set him finally over or what, but it's the fact that he's wanting to just kind of go right out and do this makes no I, sense. I to him. feel
0: like it's sort of a thing. You ever hear like the top CEOs have like similar traits to like psychopath serial killers, like they just have that crazy mindset, yeah. whatever. I feel like this is the same yeah. thing, but opposite. If that makes any sense, um, and that like, you know, Jimmy's not business minded enough to be running this. He's not political enough. He's very like you know, and no. I think this is sort of part of it where it's just like. Like, you know, if you assess the situation, like, all right, let's kill him. What does that solve? And where it's like, you know, you just, you pay the guy, you know, you kind of keep to your word. Um, there's no way, you know, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, all those guys sitting in the room with him are not like, no, we're paying him. You know what I mean? None of them are, and just the way Jimmy's like, yeah, I got this handled, whatever. Um, he's just, he's just not fit for it. And like, this is, you know, trying. I feel like he tries to be duplicitous. Was when he brings like Waxy Gordon in, and he's like, "I have no idea who killed Herman. I just know I wouldn't get my meat there." Well, and it's like, yeah,
1: right. And then that's my. Well, and then that's what I wanted to go into because then even on that one, he doesn't even admit to Waxy what happened. He's lying to him and saying, "Oh yeah, Manny killed him." And it's like, right? Mm, not right. exactly, man. Like, yeah, c- technically, yeah, but. We know who sure. was really holding the knife. So. Yeah, and I
0: just think it's like, like yeah, and you know they introduce Manny as don't don't cross me because if you do, I have a a cellar full of people who have crossed me, and it's just like yeah. you know, and you just get you know it's kind of like that calm before the storm. You just see Manny see Atlantic City, and you just know. Something good is not going to come out of this, you know? Um, no, uh, just to go back a little bit, I love the phrase to the lost. And this is one of my yeah. f- more favorite times, if that's a word, when he says it when him and waxy toast and it, he almost says it like aggressively, but I just love, I just love clinking and just going like to the lost, you know? Um, and just something Jimmy's been saying yeah. everything, um, like that, you know. Oh, God, and then his, his kills. Kill, is Manny the guy who goes... No, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Alfred. Alfred tries to kill Manny. Uh,
1: yeah, the guy with that's uh, gold mining <laughs> yeah. or whatever he says with a in toothpick.
0: this <laughs> they, they make him out to be just a total oaf, you know? Um, that yeah. scene is one of the craziest scenes, because that's how you know Manny is fucking badass, you know?
1: So I literally... Yeah, that's what I have in my notes, and I was going to go into that one actually next It's the ma- ma- Manny's uh, counting his money. against the Sabbath. He's not supposed to be working. Uh, a a, 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 Jew, a Hasidic Jew. I guess he's what I would call him. Oh a, shit! I never or, even thought uh, twice
0: about what he was. I just know he's Munya.
1: Because I see, like, he, yeah. It, so <laughs> and <laughs> so he's a got A gentleman's coming in and he's asking for help. I believe he's a Hasidic Jew, but I could be wrong. Um, he's got like you know his sure. uh, sideburns and he's got that traditional hat. And it's asking for help. And finally, Manny goes to help him because he's like we've talked about before. Manny may be a psychopath, but he is true to his religion
0: and true to his Uh, word. I would say, like, you know, don't cross me. Oh,
1: 100 percent. He's not a liar. That is somebody he will tell you exactly what's going to happen. I'll get. uh, uh, Yeah. And he goes to open the door and this guy comes out of nowhere on from the side and shoots him in the shoulder with a shotgun. Well, a guy, it's Waxy's assistant. Um. So then, I have in my notes. I literally wrote in here: Manny goes to help a Jewish guy. Manny opens the door. Manny becomes the <laughs> boss because he takes his fist and he punches through sure. that window. There's like you've you've heard the term, you know, fight or flight. There is Manny literally is fight yeah, or die, and that's it. There is nothing else that's going to uh, stop him. And this episode is what proves. And for such a dramatic fight. It ends so abruptly; it's almost scary. Like it's realistic. It takes I, you I a guess. second
0: to be like, "What just happened?" I I've seen this yeah. episode, this show, this series, this season so many times, and even watching it, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> "And I knew I knew what was happening," you know. Yeah. Um, while I have you with, it's realistic and like just the way the fight, or whatever. I have to imagine right. If you got a fucking meat cleaver to your head, I feel like there'd be some spasm before you died, or is it really instant death? More than likely. I feel like he would, and I don't, I don't even want to pretend like I would know what a spasm is, but like, I feel like there'd be some, but whatever, right? The, the, the point of the killing is not to show whether it's realistic or not. It's just like, Manny will put a fucking meat cleaver in your head. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, because, like, Owen's fight, it was long and drawn out. That death with that, uh, the Irish guy, it was kind of dramatic. You know, he's right. slowly strangling him to the point where his, his fingers get cut off. And, you know, Jimmy, uh, with Manny, he cuts the guy's throat, and the guy, it's kind of a slow death. This thing is literally, it's punching, 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 whop, and the guy just falls down, right. and that's it. And it's just, it, it's just like, oh, shit, yeah. what just happened? And then. <clears throat> And then from there, we all see that Manny sees there's uh, some matches in the gentleman's uh, pocket, and it's from Atlantic City. So uh, we're assuming Manny can only think of one person that would want to uh, kill him in Atlantic City, Who's, that's Jimmy. who's not so paying that's, me,
0: and who just showed up at my door dead with matches from Atlantic City. Like, you know.
1: And just threw his best friend Mickey Doyle <laughs> off the balcony. Yeah, Manny. yeah. Okay, so... Which, there's only Being one that guy. you brought up
0: Doyle, because I had this in my notes too, he looks like a dog who has a cone on his head who can't scratch himself. <laughs> 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 like he, re- <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. He has like a cone, so Doyle can't lick his own hand. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood is. why Doyle wasn't like "fuck you" and gets away. I have never understood that about this show. <laughs> uh, I-, I I can't. Even- uh, yeah, he's Doyle. I guess so, right?
1: He's just like ah, fuck it. I'll I'll get. I mean, because as we said though, from the beginning, Doyle is a he's not a bottom fiender, but he's scrappy. He knows where the winning ticket is, and at right now, the winning ticket is as he looks it with Jimmy, or at least with this group. That's not to say Doyle's um uh, loyalty will change at any time, because we've seen Doyle will bounce around. The, the
0: there's well, just a spot I wonder if you know what I'm talking about. There's a spoiler I want to say about Doyle that is just so funny about the show. But just move on because I'll, I'll somehow it'll just come out of my <laughs> mouth like diarrhea if you don't move on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll just we'll just go ahead. <clears throat> so um, from there we go, and uh, the last bit I have on Jimmy's um, uh, story is that they're at the fight and. So he's there with uh, Richard, and we we saw earlier. Richard, basically, Richard has told Jimmy, he, uh, in, in with, without actually saying it, "Don't pity me." Like I think Richard's starting to feel like, in a way, Jimmy is just pitying him, and that's it. And he, that's not when Richard. He, he doesn't want to
0: be. When he said okay. he you made fun of me, what was he talking about? Because I don't re- I don't remember. Did he say something about him?
1: I think what it refers to was the last episode where he goes over to him and he and, and he says to him, "Hey buddy, we've done good. I'm going to get you a new mask and everything."
0: Mm, okay.
1: And I think that Richard takes that personal kind of like, you don't think I can't get yeah, my own yeah. mask. You don't think that I can't get this like he thinks I think that's and I'm not saying that Jimmy meant it that way, but I think that that's how Richard is. Is he thinks that anybody that's offering him help it's almost sure. an insult, and it's and it's not that that's what it is, because like I said, I don't think Jimmy meant to insult yeah. him in any way. You know, he was. I don't think that would probably be the best thing to say, but that's just me. You know, but I think that Richard of who he is took that as an insult,
0: uh, and I find it so, funny how and it's it's funny like this is this is something I never noticed, but having to sit down and do notes, I think it's great how they make. I mean the teddy bear if I was to, if I was to ask anyone like if I did a poll like hey who's the teddy bear of Boardwalk Empire it would be Richard Harrow cuz you you feel so bad and yeah. Richard Harrow is a cold-blooded killer. He's a sniper. I but think he's like such he's such like I feel would, so bad for him like you know.
1: I would guess over the entire series he may and I don't want to do into too much spoiler. I would guess Richard probably has more kills than anybody else in
0: uh, the show. Yes. Yes, and by his own yeah. hand, by his own hands. And, by and, his and it's just own crazy thing, like he is also the most sympathetic character on the show. You don't feel you don't feel right. anything for anyone as much as you do him. And what I noticed this episode, he has a scar right on his neck that you know at some yeah. point there was a or something he got either something happened that he had to have a a throat right there. And you know we're talking about someone who has half a face, so. And again, it just fits into his theme of his character. He is a split personality. Yeah. Not, like, medically, if that's the word, or psychologically, but he's a cold-blooded killer. And he also says stuff like, hey, remember you said I was going to find a nice girl to settle down with me one day? It's like, "Oh, like, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and it's, like, right here. Like, he's... It's he's kind of getting a sympathy girl at the boxing event. You're like, oh, okay, like you know, she's the one. Like, what was it she said? Like, it'll make a funny story later or something like that, Uh, or a fun story when I'm older. Like, oh, like don't (laughs) feel that way. But then I, 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 in a couple episodes, he's about to go ham. Like, I know what's about to happen with some stuff, and I'm like, I don't know if I really (laughs) feel all that bad. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) So and hell, even what he's done this season so far, I'm like. He's he's a ruthless dude. Yeah, You know, you
0: can't trust him if he's sitting across the table from you. But he's also the kind of dude like, like, ah, dude, I just want to like do anything for you. Like, you know, like I just feel so bad for you. Um, I, I think this is also to like fit with my my what I was saying earlier. Like, this is just not big enough for Jimmy. I think like two things in this scene. Like, one, you see how paranoid he is when he gets the note. Like, who's watching you? And it's like. Um, uh, yeah. but I think also like I and, and maybe if you could under maybe you could better express what I'm trying to say. The idea he's like totally tonguing a girl down in public during the fight. I just feel like that's not Nucky Thompson Treasure of Atlantic City status. You know what I mean? It's no, it, it.
1: I actually have uh-huh. that in my notes. Is I actually have it in my notes. One, he's paranoid. He's looking at everybody as though he's done something wrong or that somebody's out to kill him. And then I have it in my whenever she goes and she takes his hand and puts it between her legs. This is something that Nucky would not do, and this shows that because she's calling him. You know, you're the new king. Right, you're the new right. uh, the new man in charge. Why is he the new man? What right. has he accomplished? He's doing business right, out of right. his house. He doesn't have an office building. He doesn't have anything to his name right now. Why is he the king? And he's showing it right here. Different people take power at different levels, and we can go into politics. We can go into business. We can go into you know whatever. Different people, there's plenty of examples out there of people that have gotten power and squandered it away because they don't know how to handle it. And this right here is showing that Jimmy is – as, as Manny put it so well, he's just yeah, a prince. Yeah. That's like,
0: all he and is. And it's funny because you think it, like, he totally is a prince and this episode shows it. Um, uh, I had, I had, when I, when I was thinking about my primer notes, I was just kind of like, if I would say encapsulate this episode and it, it kind of just fits more for Jimmy, you know, you, you remember, and I feel like a lot of people say this, more money, more problems. It's like, yeah, give me all the money in the world and I'll face those problems. And it's sort of yeah. like, I, you know, I don't know if you ever go through this sometimes. I know we're similar in age. If you think about what you thought your problems were 5 years ago, it's kind of like I would fucking love those problems today. And it's not like not like me or you are have problems, but you know, our probably your problems just get a little bit more serious, you know, whereas 5 years ago, like, you know, it was like clothing yeah. or whatever. Now it's just kind of like, ah, they got whatever bills to pay. You know, if you think about Jimmy's problems, yeah. he was just trying to make like a name for himself, and now he's like fearing for his life in public at a boxing podcast, yeah. television event, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I just think it's like mad. And and something – the show starts with a song. Season 2 starts with a song, and the name of the song is After You Want What You Get, You Don't Want It. And I feel like that's – like Jimmy's almost okay. heading there with like, like – wait like, and I have to imagine, right, if you are Nucky Thompson, there has to be a part of you that as you're walking through the street, why wouldn't anyone – someone want to put a bullet in your head? You know? Um, right, and just Jimmy, he just gets a note. I'm watching you. And just God, look at this, the fear and paranoid on his face. You know,
1: no, and I and I agree, and I think that that's where he's. It's kind of coming in because I don't feel that Nucky was ever this paranoid. Sure, like he was at a certain point, but not where he was w- at Jimmy's level because Jimmy's not in control yeah. yet of anything. Yeah. Like I said, so did you really have anything else on Jimmy? No, for this No, I
0: think that's about it. Um, it's fun to talk about this, and it's also. Restricting, because I can't talk about what happens, but but it, it makes it makes for funner conversation. So
1: that's right. So uh, with that being said, we're gonna go on a quick little break, and we're gonna learn about the history of the polio uh, vaccination, and we'll do a little bit of chin wagging when we come back. The first polio vaccine was developed by Jonas Salk in 1952. This version was an inactivated inoculation. In 1961, an oral vaccination form was developed by Albert Sabin. In 1953, there were around 35,000 cases reported in the United States. This number fell in 1961 to only 161 and is reported to only be 37 active cases in 2016. I hope you learned a little something about the polio vaccine. Now let's get back to chin wagging. I'm walking down the line that divide me somewhere in my mind On the borderline of the edge and where I walk alone And we're back from the break. Uh, So hopefully we learned a little bit about the depressing history of the polio (laughs) vaccination and how we pray to God it never comes back. Okay. So Uh, (laughs) or comes back in more than what it already is. So um, it is kind of interesting. So. Polio vaccination was not back then. Well, spoiler, if you're listening to this, Victor, you haven't heard the history of the polio vaccination, but it was not developed until like the 1950s. Heads up! So,
0: oh damn,
1: yeah. Uh, if I remember, I, by a little bit of research I've done on it so far while we're recording, I believe it was 1955, and I'm probably going to be like, it was like it was probably 1957. So I'm going to be sounding like an idiot talking about it when it's about to be in the break, but <laughs> it was like the mid 1950s that uh, it was actually developed. So right. Yeah, I, d- I didn't realize it was that far into it. Me neither. No. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're coming back, and uh, we're going to be talking about the side stories, and then we're going to be talking about Ducky. The side stories I really don't have a lot. Um, mainly it's uh, the Attorney General and uh, Chalky's little uh, storyline because Chalky's storyline is about to get bigger later, so there's not a lot to talk about right now. Um, other than we have – we'll go ahead and start with Chalky. I b- believe his is the smallest amount. It's um, mainly dealing, honestly, with uh, P- Percy. I'm going to go ahead and say it, Percy. Dunn's Percy, I believe, was his name, if I remember correctly. So <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll, I'm surprised you're even getting the first name right. Like I, I don't even know what you're talking about if you get the first name right. So we have Jaws um.
1: from um- – <laughs> No, I actually could. He was. I know he was a bad guy, and I think he was actually a bad guy in Daredevil. No, I think it was Luke Cage. Never mind. It was Luke Cage. He was uh, one of the bad guys in that show. If you watch that next Netflix series, but
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, um. The, I, yeah, that's all I have for, <laughs>
1: for <laughs> movie wise.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know anything else.
1: Um, so we, he's working, we find out, at a local hotel. He's scarred up, and he's got a nice gold tooth from the ass-kicking that he got for insulting Chalky in uh, the beginning of this season. And, right. And uh, I believe it's a hotel. It's either a hotel or a country club. Um,
0: I think it's a hotel.
1: Okay. Okay. I wasn't for certain. I, I that's what I thought it was. So right, they're work, He's working there. It's not good working conditions for them. I mean, it, it, I say for them, it's not good working dis- conditions. Period. Right. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I want to sit there and try to be like, well, at least they're getting a meal. No, fuck that. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not even gonna be that to that point on it because they're getting slop essentially, and they're having to work. It looks. It sounds like what they get a ten minute lunch or some shit like that.
0: I I mean, 12 12 hours a day, six days a week, which is, I believe that's 72 hours a week. Yeah. That's insane. And you know they're getting paid dick.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yo, yeah. So I was a prison guard, right? As a prison guard, I worked uh, six days on, three days off. That was my work schedule, okay? So it was a little bit different. We worked nine hours straight. Okay, we didn't work 12 hours straight. Now, the other units around me did work 12 hours straight, and they worked four days on, four days off. And then you could work overtime by coming in for two of your days off, okay? And that 12 hours, you were still required to take a minimum of a 30-minute lunch. Yeah. Yeah, and that's – and now, let's think about it. 30 minutes for 12 hours of work, that sounds unreasonable, right? Yeah. This is 10 minutes – (laughs)
0: for 12
1: hours of work. And I don't think that they get breaks, okay? So that's...
0: Yeah, they definitely don't look like they do. No,
1: I can't imagine that. I cannot imagine having to work in something like that. And he's not happy about it. The um, hotel, any respect at all. And they're, they're kind of... They're just kind of in the mindset of it, I guess, for the time period. You know, this is obviously a subject that it's a little... I don't want to skirt around it too much, but it's a, it's a horrible time period for people that were African- American and absolutely. You have people that are comfortable. You have these guys there they're like, "Well, at least I have a job you know, and at least I'm getting this and at least I'm getting that." And per- Pernsley's like, no, he's like, "Fuck that. We deserve better than this you know because he knows the same as chalky knows and the same as Nucky knows without the black community, that city would shut down. Sure, and that's really the whole story he gets the the whole thing I have on his little storyline is he gets the permission from chalky and chalky says you you have my word, and they revolt essentially and that's on it that's really all I have. I don't know if you have much else to add to it
0: uh there's there's two things and I guess it's not really episode related um but yeah like this is this is also something that will. You know, if, if you just, if you put everything into perspective where, what n- happens with Nucky and, you know, the idea that Chalky is almost orchestrating these people quitting, you know, you kind of put two and two together. Uh-huh. It's like, huh. Um, I have the, 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 things I have is, I guess one I have, uh, when, when, when Dunn Pernsley comes to talk to Chalky and he's like, you know, if I ever need anything, I come talk to you. And Chalky just looks at him and he like, he takes off his hat. The idea of like, yeah. the, you know, and it's kind of like, I don't know if it's lost today, but I, I could imagine like if I pulled like a 17 year old and I was like, hey, when you go in someone's house, do you take off your hat? Like, do you know that? And it's like I'm even guilty of sometimes like I forget, you know, And the idea is you're supposed to take your hat off in public. But we've become so I don't know what the the word is, but like, you know. I'll go shopping all day with my hat on, and if you think about like what that is, yeah, you know, like that little that the idea of respect. So I had that, and I also had. I remember one time, I it just kind of came up, and I kind of realized like the way Dunn Pernsley talks and Chalky, it's almost like they were told like, all right, talk sexy and in code, but like in a masculine way, because they never huh. say anything direct. You know, it's just kind of like, well, sir, I would. <laughs> I can't even call it because they talk in such code, it's like Cause he, cause well, what he, said,
1: you, <laughs> he says uh, what is he saying? Uh, well the one when he's talking to the he goes he goes, Did I ever bite you or something? Did
0: I ever bite you, <laughs> sir? It's like, no. Then why are you feeding me like a dog? And like maybe that was like I, I imagine there's some of that like southern slang in that, like, you know, but you just sounded just, like, cause John even, like Wayne. One- That's all you sounded <laughs> like. <laughs> But even like the way Ch- like Chalky almost never talks direct. He just always is like Well, what that got to do with me? I ain't know. You know, the, the the episode where like his his daughter's son come over and like, you know, just the all it's just so funny. You know, they always talk in code and just that like mysterious but could be sexy if you took that in a weird way, like, you know. I just think it's so funny the way the way they they portray Chalky, you know. Yeah. Um the other thing I had is, <laughs> I had this like. So you know, we see like they they sort of starts a revolting quit thing, and uh, yeah. you know, um, what do you call that? A strike. Um, and I would I would say like I wonder if you feel the same way. If you are like under the age of twenty five, and it won't hurt your career, meaning you are not doing like something that you you don't plan on doing for the rest of your life, and you don't have bills that depend on it, like you need to. I wish I did this when I was younger quit like this oh like, yeah hey hey come here boss boss come here look at this and fucking slam your plate on the floor like <laughs> i think it'll give you so much like you know the whole idea is to do your job fearless whatever job you're doing like you can't be afraid of getting fired like you know yeah but like i feel like this is something i wish i would have done back when i was younger and working just like you know telling telling that if, if you're quitting for a good reason not because like you're just
1: done yeah, you, yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah, but, like, you know, if, if you're getting paid shit like these guys are and you're getting slop as as uh, as a compensation, like, you need to, like, you need to quit like that once in your life. Um, but if you have, like, bills to pay, definitely don't do it, <laughs> like, you know? So funny. <laughs> but, like, like, I would love to quit one day and just be like, hey, come here, come here. You see this? And just fucking, like, throw it at their shoes or something, you know?
1: So funny story. I, have a, <laughs> I used to work. Uh, my very first job I ever had, I worked at a movie theater in high school, right? Loved it. One of my favorite jobs of all time. I'm paid minimum wage, but I'm living at home. I'm going to high school, right? And I work at the movie theater and I'm from a really, really small town, right? So yeah. the movie theater is the cool place, right? Like, I could, you know, like my friends I would let in for free, you know. M- I'm probably going to get arrested for this, like, man, <laughs> managers of, like, restaurants in our quote-unquote mall that we had, I would let them in for free, and they would give me free food.
0: Free food, Yeah. Yep.
1: So, I- it was cool. I had this cool-ass job, right? And... I just loved it. I love doing it. Everybody there was happy except for this one girl. There was this one girl that absolutely hated it. She was like 22 or 23. She had two kids, and she would constantly sit there, kind of like what he's doing, where they were like, she's like, you know, they could pay us more. They could do this, and we're all like, I mean, it's a high school job, but she has a family, yeah. right? And sure. So she's like sitting there like, you know, we deserve, I think she was saying at that time period like $8 an hour or something like that, and we were all like- no, like we don't, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we don't deserve that because we don't do anything. <laughs> and so at one point she snaps one day and like, I'm at work and she's just like, you know what? She's like, fuck this place. And she's like doing what he does. She goes, who's with me? And we're all just like, <laughs> like, like looking around and we're just kind of like, all right. And w- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we all just oh, got to stand. God. And my manager like looks at us, and our manager's like confused too. And she's like, "Well, is anybody else quitting?" And we all, all like in solidarity, like nod our heads. We're just like, "Nope." <laughs> and so she's just crying as she walks out. She's just like, "They're with me. Come on, gang!" And like leaves, and we're just like, "All right, let's keep tearing tickets." <laughs> so it's like the, the exact the- opposite. <laughs>
0: That would, that's great in like an alternate universe or like, I imagine if there's like cutscenes, um, where like if the whole cast got together and was like, all right, when Dunn Pernsley quits, no one else quit. Like, you know, (laughs) and just let him like, all right, is, did anyone read the same script I did? Like, you know, (laughs) that's really funny.
1: It was, I will always remember that. So, (laughs) um, the other side story I have is with the attorney general and, She's meeting – we find out that uh, her assistant knows that uh, Nucky's father's buried – being buried in the States versus in Ireland. We also come to find out that the attorney general and her assistant are sleeping together. And they're uh, preparing briefs, if you will. (laughs) So – And they're – basically they're going over like what they have found out. They're going over um, Agent Michael Shannon's notes and – there i don't know what their relationship is right now because he even's like like he even makes a point i tried to tell you and then she's like well you should have told me sooner and pretty much insinuating that they can't talk unless he tries to say well we're going to go and have sex or something is right, kind of how right. i took it i mean it's really not that big of a of a storyline in this um I, I honestly don't remember if this comes about later on or not so but we do know that they are together at least for right now so um we the big when we get out of this is they bring in the first alderman uh, Mr. Uh, nearly we see that he's been talking with them he showed up late and I think it was it's it is nearly uh, nearly right and
0: Joe 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 Neary. Neary,
1: Neary I'm sorry <laughs> and the garage
0: you're not you're not sorry I'm not
1: <laughs> because he has the garage with the um <laughs> with the liquor and. Then they bring in um Deputy Dumbass, who <laughs> just yep. gives away everything without giving it away. If I could put it best, <laughs> like yeah, he's an idiot. Like I just I don't what is, it? and he shows it from the. This is why I fucking hate this guy. I hate him so much. He's probably a really good actor in real life. The guy's probably a, like a legitimate person. Kind of like how you've talked about on your podcast with the one actress. I can't think of her name, but uh, you uh, Suki Yuki. That,
0: oh Yuki. Yuki! God.
1: Same thing with this guy when he first walks in and he goes, "Huh?" He's like a lady attorney. Who ever heard of a thing or something? Or what will they think of next? And she's like, "Oh, there will be a horseless carriage." And he's like, "Oh, they already had those." Like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. I hate you so much.
0: Right. <laughs> and, uh go, go ahead. Uh, go on. No, I, I, I was just gonna say like the way they trick him into revealing about like Hans Schroeder. Yeah. It's like is like the way you would get a kid, a little kid, to like admit who broke the cookie jar. Yeah, like you know, it's like, hey, I heard Michael told you you didn't break the cookie jar. I didn't even like you know, and it's like I don't know anything about the broken cookie jar. Well, it's like, well, Michael said you knew something about it, but I swear it wasn't me. Oh, so you do know, like you yeah. know, just the way, like you know, um just so dumb, just so dumb. That's all. He- and like, good, good on like Esther and like them, like. That's the guy you, you you would target, you know? Yeah. You target the weakest, and it's like, look, it, it freaking worked, you know?
1: Yeah, and then the, they even, like, say, like, at one point, to, at the very end, actually, he's basically giving away everything. Well, I don't have to answer this. I know the law. <laughs> do I? Yeah. And he even says, do I? <laughs> like, dude, you're an idiot. You're, <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I think this – I don't even have her name the actress, but the way she, her hair is and her look, I feel like out of everyone on, like, Boardwick Empire, sort of like – sure, like, Nucky Thompson, Steve Buscemi is the main character, but there is a lot of B characters, like, you yeah. know, almost everyone – Um you know you think about michael agent michael shannon is a guy who appears every other episode and that's michael shannon you know i think this woman looks the most like she belongs in like she's from 1921 she you know you who know? she
1: looks like she looks like amelia earhart
0: yeah she really does i always think she is in my head like i always have to get reminded that she's not <laughs> like you know and i know amelia earhart had nothing to do with bootlegging or FBI or, or CIA, whatever she is. Um I just think she looks like amazing. She plays the part so well. The other thing is, I always say this on my podcast with Dexter, and if you to me, if you think about like the big great shows, the show is always at its peak when the villain Let's just say, in this case, Esther Randolph, the guy who's going against your main character, is a step of he- a step ahead of the main character, absolutely. And like here, the fact that she able is able to find out that, you know, th- in Ireland it wasn't where the father went; he was actually buried back in, let's say, Atlantic City. Uh, I just think it's great stuff. Like, uh, n- n- there's no reason why Nucky would know; she knows that now. No, um, I just think that's cool. Like plotting ahead, like she she's a step ahead of Nucky, you know? Yeah. That's all I have have on that.
1: Yeah, that's all I have on it. Uh, uh, you had mentioned, and I keep meaning to mention her name. The actual the actress is uh Julianne uh, Nicholson. I don't know if you know her really or not. I know her from Law and Order: Criminal Intent. Um, she was one of the detectives in that. She was the detective with uh uh, uh, I think his name was Christopher Noth. He's uh, Noth. Noth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was his partner in that series. Um, If you ever watched Criminal Intent or not, uh, I did. I love that show. Yeah. With that being said, we'll get into really the main story of the episode, which is Nucky's story. So Nucky's going to Ireland, and I'm going to go ahead and kind of tie some of this in with an an analysis I have of Sons of Anarchy. Now, have you watched Sons of Anarchy?
0: I have not. I tried to watch it, and I feel like it's one of those shows you have to watch if you're going to – talk about and watch, you know, big shows like Dexter and Boardwalk Empire and Breaking Bad. Uh, I just never could get into it, but I know it's a great show. I've heard about it.
1: It's it's hard to explain Sons of Anarchy. It's like biker guys, guys that are into biking, motorcycle clubs, things like that. It's a really good show to them. It is I will say this and I may lose followers for this and I'm I'm fucking sorry if you feel this way, but sons of anarchy i do not think will hold up well over time it's interesting it's a show that the the storyline is good but there's certain like me and my wife we actually happen to be re-watching sons of anarchy right now and there's certain parts of where i'm watching and i'm like man i'm like this is really kind of not holding up all that well like there's certain <laughs> parts that just aren't all that good about it but then there's other parts like for example what I just got done watching this, and it's actually the season where they go to Ireland. They go to Ireland for, like, four or five episodes, right? Uh-huh. It's stupid. It is horrible. <laughs> and I thought that when I very first watched it. I was like, this is dumb. Like, why are they going to Ireland, right? And how That's they funny. film it is so dumb. It's the classic example of filming that I hate. Same thing with Dexter when they're filming in uh, uh, Miami, quote-unquote, but it's really in L.A., Right, right. So, how they film in Ireland is very simple. If you ever want to film a scene in Ireland, it's really simple. Find some grass, film at a blue filter, bam, Ireland, you're done. Okay,
0: <laughs>
1: so they go to Ireland and they're doing this gun thing. It's almost verbatim this episode, and that's what's weird. They even go to Belfast. Okay, right. so I was just like, really? Now it gets a little bit weird. Where I'm going to get into some of this comparison. Okay, so. Um, Jax is the main character of Sons of Anarchy. Jax's father is, um, Clay, who's, uh, played by, uh, Ron Perlman, right? That yeah. is not his father. And it's not a spoiler. Okay. You find this out first episode. That is not his father. All right. That's his mom's, you know, husband who has raised him as his own. Very similar to, uh, Jimmy being raised by Nucky, right? Nucky they refer to jack's constantly as the prince same thing uh-huh. with this How they funny. refer to james as the prince right now they also go to belfast belfast same thing right there's a bunch of similarities in that and i have even more going like through my stuff uh through all my notes i just kind of it's it's just it's a lot to really kind of put in but yeah, it was like as I'm watching like this episode, and I'm watching, it, I'm like, man, there's a lot, and a lot of it goes in with. And as you had pointed out in some notes you and me were talking offline, um, th- this show obviously it was not filmed in Ireland. They didn't ha- they didn't send them to Ireland to go and film. Most of this stuff was uh, you had said it. was filmed in um, Staten Island. You know, they yeah. just kind of edit it where it looks like Ireland, right? Sure. Which to me just kind of pisses me off because I'm like, this show had so much money. You have Steve Buscemi as a main actor. You have on-set location for a lot of filming. Very rarely are they filming on a blue screen. Okay? Yeah. The vast majority, they built, what, they built a the whole fucking set in uh, New
0: York, right? In Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, the boardwalk. The boardwalk's in Brooklyn. Yeah,
1: so they built this whole thing. You spent all this money. You can't fly some actors and a camera crew to Ireland for one week to do some, like, shot filming. Like...
0: It's crazy to think that they couldn't do that, you know? Like,
1: I just... I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, you can't... You you can't tell me they couldn't have done that. They couldn't have afforded it. But, you know, I mean, who am I? I don't work in the entertainment industry, so... Sure, ...who sure. am I to judge it? But it's just... I don't know. It's little things like that, and it's the same thing with Sons of Anarchy. When you get to that episode for, like, four episodes, they're in Ireland. It just pisses me off so much. And so... We find out that they're in Ireland. Um, Nucky's going there to quote unquote bury his dad, and Owen is. Uh, they're greeted by the guy at the counter, the customs person, and he asks for their credentials. And the guy even says, uh, "Well, what is it?" He says, "Welcome to uh, Great uh, Britain, the free uh, the state of Ireland, or something like that."
0: I don't even pick up on that. Yeah, uh, uh-huh.
1: Owen just gets pissed
0: <laughs> because
1: now I don't know if you know this. This whole Silver War thing, you know, it, this is the lead up to the Irish, you know civil war and
0: so i had, I had no idea about this and i watched this show a hundred times and i always just assumed it was like i never gave it any thought because i just i'm not as like uh embedded in history as you are like your history was like your major right in, no it was uh
1: criminal justice was my major in college
0: um i did some but you're a history buff. i'm a huge I history buff. my dad yeah, my, my I, I dad was, was a history
1: major i had to learn so much with history i grew yeah, up on yeah. history so yeah
0: to me, I didn't know anything. I even said it beforehand, like, "Hey, tell me what war this was, because I have no idea." You know.
1: Well, yeah, and so that's what this is. This is the lead up to the Irish. The Irish Civil War was between, if I remember correctly, it was between 1920. This is 21, 1922 to like 1923. It was not a very long war, but it waged on after that for years and years and years. If you remember when we were younger, there was car bombings going on in Ireland, right? Like if you – I don't know if you remember that because U2 even has yeah. songs about it.
0: OK. I, I do know. I do know. Yeah. that's Is that Sunday Bloody Sunday? Yes.
1: That's where that comes okay, from. OK. OK. So – Cool. That, the Irish Civil War went way past when it was quote-unquote officially ended. Um, and it ended, like I said, in nineteen twenty. Uh, it, it officially ended in I believe like 1923. And you had the two sides. You had the pro-treaty forces and then you had the anti-treaty forces. The treaty was they wanted to – unite. Ireland into basically what uh, the one guy talks about a free state. Okay. The anti treaty was the Irish Republican Army, the IRA, and they wanted independence. And that was the fight. They didn't want to be a free state. It would be. It's kind of like Texas in a way, you know, where a we were a state at one time, and now we're a part of the United States. It would be like us coming in and saying, "Hey, we don't want to be a free state anymore. We want to be our own country." The same thing with the Civil War between the North and the South. You know, there was a separation, and that's what they wanted. And ultimately, the uh, the spoiler alert to history: the pro treaty wins.
0: So who who is? Because I'm trying, I'm trying to follow along. Who is is the IRA? Is the anti treaty? Yes. So they are the ones buying the guns. Yes. Who end up? Okay. Okay. The
1: I the, the gotcha. I, they're the IRA. If you've ever heard that term, um, and they're mainly made up of civilians. They're not uh enough. They are an army, um. Uh, And they're battling that "quote unquote" the Irish Army, but the Irish Army is also represented by something like fifty thousand British troops. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you have odds are you have sides and stuff like that. It's just that's stacked against one side, which the IRA was always the. The IRA went into a lot of guerrilla warfare. That's when you know they developed if you've you've heard of it, you know, with uh, Molotov cocktails and um, car bombings. They started taking on these different tactics to try to win. So. Owen is a anti-treaty. Um, he's part of the IRA. And that's why he gets really pissed when the guy says, you know, the thing. And then he says, you know, uh, I believe the what is it. Uh, God bless King George the first or something like that, because he <laughs> doesn't want to rat out who he is, because they're they're a kind of a secret group at that time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- we find out that the casket that they were bringing in is full of uh it's got i think what a dozen uh tommy guns and i had a question for you on this and i sent you a message on it they are meeting and it looks like a basement or a funeral home and i was curious about the equipment that was in it
0: and it's funny because i i have it on now and i have it on as uh on amazon prime video and like when you pause it it will tell you the actors in the scene. And it's funny, like the guy here who like introduces the scene when they're in like the, the basement uh-huh. says he's more he, they his build as Mortician. So they don't give him a name, he's just Mortician. Oh, okay. Um which well, funny thing to go back uh and and, and to, to the reason why Colton would ask me that is because I am actually a, a working licensed funeral director. Um so to start off the casket that Nucky's father, quote unquote, is in, and what actually is the guns? It's actually called a uh, Pembroke Cherry casket. Okay. Um, it's made by Batesville, and <laughs> other companies have their variations of it. But um, I just because I saw it, and I was like, damn, what casket is that? And then it finally reminded me, like, oh yeah, it's Pembroke Cherry, which is a pretty popular casket. Um, so in this scene, you know, we kind of kind of pans over, and like, and I was telling you, it's so funny. And I, I, you know, if I had known earlier if I was going to do the podcast, um, I was trying to remember if this is 1921. If electric embalming machines have happened yet? Because you could kind of see in the background of the scene, there's like an embalming machine. But what's interesting is that they also have kind of looks like a an an, a, an upside down cone with a tube hanging out of it. Okay, and that's how they used to do embalming. Just literally gravity. A uh, real quick embalming lesson. Embalming is replacing blood with formaldehyde fluid in order to preserve a body. So you need to like inject that embalming fluid into replicating like your arterial system. You know, oh. if you just think of your your arteries as just like one big highway for your blood to flow. Right. Um. You know, you have to re- you have to get that blood out, and you have to inject embalming fluid. So it literally was you just have the cone up as high as you can. And that, that gravity, you know, just picture a, a bucket falling, you know, into a tube. And that's how it would kind of push the blood out. Um, so the gravity, you know, it, it was funny. Like I was telling you, like when we lose power, like every funeral home still has that gravity injector, because if you run out of power, Oh, and no, run out, right. If your power is blown out and you don't have a generator, like you would gravity. And we actually did that like a year ago. We had a hurricane Irma came and, um knocked out power for a few days and we gravity injected someone really you know so here we are something that was like kind of like the most primal form of embalming we actually used it you know a year ago um everything in the scene looked sort of you know and it, it there's a there's a, you could tell in the background there's this other casket that's open it has like this purple inlay uh-huh. um that's probably how Eastern it is 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 Ireland considered Eastern? Eastern Hemisphere or no? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So you could just kind of tell the difference in caskets. Like over there, they have a lot of coffins, and there is a difference between coffins and caskets. Coffins are tapered off at the feet. So like oh, so like like, yeah, like the yeah, yeah, yeah what Dracula's in whereas america in north america the americas i'll say north and central america uh we have caskets it's rectangle in shape and you could see the difference between they have like this black casket with like a purple inlay and whereas we have cast you know he brings an american casket over um uh, which leads me to my other point think about how funny it is how shitty customs is nucky was able to bring a casket full of tommy guns right <laughs> into another country well, it's like damn. I think,
1: in all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised if this is still possible today. I, I, I okay. I, I say that as I say that as. Hold on. I say that as if I remember, and I, in uh, if there are listeners out there that can correct me on this, correct me if I'm wrong. But if I remember correctly, when the war in Afghanistan was first going on, there was troops that were hiding things in the caskets that were coming over with the soldiers dead bodies. And it was getting through customs and it was like gold and like things like that, that they found that could be an urban legend that I remember hearing. It could be a hundred percent not true. Right. But I do remember reading that now, obviously I guess things coming over with military vehicles. Maybe they're not as, this sounds weird, but maybe they're not inspected as well because they're like, Oh, it's the military. We trust everything, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, So I don't know when it comes to an actual, casket you know and i know that caskets get transferred from like california to new york all the time and things like that yeah but i mean maybe you can ex- explain a little on that like do they do they do you know do they expect the bodies like
0: <laughs> well it, they definitely they don't open it but they definitely go through like the electric customs ch- not customs um they they go through the same processing as your luggage would okay and, and if you if you're taking a flight if you happen to be listening to this podcast on an air, you know, you want to save that podcast for your in-flight entertainment, there are more than a 90% chance below you in cargo is a body. You know, someone's being shipped from somewhere. It's that many bodies? Wow. Uh, Yes, and it goes right with your cargo. And if you ever, like, take the time to notice, you know, as soon as you land from the plane, you see, like, the, the baggage coming out. Yeah. Um, You'll see. It's a big white box. It says human remains. Um. And sometimes it's bigger if they fly with the casket or not, but, um, sure. Like this, this is absolutely how it would go. You know, now you just take it to the airport, goes through cargo, and at the same time, where you know, right next to your bag, your your luggage for your honeymoon is going to be, <laughs> you know, huh. or Mrs. whoever. Um, so that being said, let's say I wanted to start a drug ring, and the next person I ship out to back to California, let's say I could probably put drugs in there. And I don't know if it would get sniffed. I don't think I could get away with Tommy guns. <laughs> <That> <laughs> or should, guns yeah. for that matter. But drugs, I bet you I could if I wanted to. And this totally incriminates me, but it's not like I do anything <laughs> that bad. Um But yeah, if I wanted to, I probably could. You know, it's just scary to think, you know.
1: Yeah. Well I mean it's the same thing. Like, I mean it, to be fair, like they don't check this sounds weird, but like I've known people that have worked for airports and things like that. They don't check baggage the way that you think they would.
0: No, I, I'm with yeah. I, I could I could understand that. Sure.
1: Uh, now a little thing I did notice. You were talking about the um uh the electric pump. So for embalming. So I did do a little tiny bit of research on it, and it um apparently what you had called it. I believe you had uh, called it. It was the term the port
0: porty boy. boy. Yeah, that's a porta boy embalming machine.
1: Okay, so the porta boy is apparently. A licensed term by a company called uh, ESCO, um, Embalming Supply Company. Okay, and a embalming supply company owns the actual term Porta Boy, and they own that Port-a-boy. device. Por- uh, por- Port, Porty,
0: Porty Boy. Port- it, it, you, you say Porta Boy.
1: Porty, Porty Boy. Am I? Is that right?
0: Like Porta, Porta Boy, Porta
1: Boy. Okay, so they own that term and they own that device. They bought that device in 1975. Now. I don't know. I that's all I could find. I tried to find more than that. I couldn't find it. Apparently they're on like Mark V now or something like that, which by the way, you can buy one for $2900. So,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was I learned way more about this than I ever thought I would. So,
0: I have to ask people at work tomorrow when the first electric embalming machine was created because when they when you say bought in 1975, I bought you another comp- I bet you like the original company was PortaBoy. And that company, uh, ESC bought Porter Boy in 75. Cause I know we had electric machines before. I just don't know if we had electric machines in 1921. I was actually really, only. I was just,
1: that's why I was trying to really like find it. Cause I was like, I was really curious. I was like, I could see it. It's a possibility, you know, but I just couldn't, I couldn't find much on it.
0: And isn't it funny? Like if I wanted to, I could find out what hospital you were born at on Google but you can't find the freaking year the electric <laughs> embalming machine was created. I know, I tried. And I'm, I'm, I'm staying this as someone who works in the industry and, like, deals with this stuff on a daily basis. Just couldn't couldn't find it. Yeah. I didn't take the time to ask anyone because, I, honestly, I had forgotten. Um, yeah, just so funny.
1: <laughs> and he's essentially try- He's doing the demo to the IRA to sell them these guns because... He- He's needing them to buy him so that he can also buy booze or trade them for booze, so that he can get some extra money. Is essentially what it is, or get more money because he's needing to retire. Is what we're under the impression of so far, right? Um, and we find out that uh, I have him <laughs> I have the name down. I know his name's like uh, Mister like McG- uh, McGallus or something like that, or get, get, get whatever. <laughs> I have him. Yeah, I have him down as (laughs) Slender Man. So I was gonna
0: say he's he's even the the way he dies. Spoiler alert: the way he dies at the end of this episode, he totally looks like Slender Man. He just falls like a bag of bones. He
1: just looks like if I was to meet him in person, I would just be like, "All right, you're gonna go ahead and tell me what I've done wrong."
0: Like, (laughs) And, and if he's, I could see, I could feel like if he's wearing a coat, I could also be like. So you have two kids propped up under there like you know like it just seems like it someone puts an overcoat on him cuz he's so tall rascals. you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh my god.
0: The oh. slender rascal.
1: Oh my god, that's exactly what he looks like.
0: It's so funny.
1: Uh, uh, and Oh my god. So we do see that he's apparently having a change of heart. He's no longer in this the lifestyle quote-unquote of the ira he was wanting to get peace we do find out he's also lost his son to the war and he's okay with finding peace whereas it sounds like not everybody else is ready for peace you know they're wanting they don't want to settle they i don't want to be a free state we need to be a our own country is what they're wanting and they're having major disagreements with him because he's now going against what they deemed as you know the cause. And Nucky has uh, has some conversation with uh, the a, a, st- a distiller on site that they make Irish whiskey. I believe they have something. I, I wrote it down in my notes. I believe it was uh, they were averaging two million gallons um, a yeah. year, which I. I could be wrong. I cannot remember how much Jack Daniels does. I was going to do a comparison of the two. Jack Daniels does. I can't remember. My parents actually just went to the Jack Daniels distillery, and they on average are holding something like, and I could 100% be wrong on this. They are on average in the cities, uh, like the city right around the Jack, uh, where it's at in Tennessee, they have, I believe it's 40 million gallons aging at any given time.
0: Good God!
1: So, if that puts it now, mind you, that's Jack Daniels. That is yeah, Jack Daniels yeah. is the world's most famous whiskey. I personally don't like Jack Daniels, but it is one of the most famous whiskeys in the world. Everybody knows Jack sure. Daniels,
0: right? Sure.
1: So the fact that this place is doing two million gallons is a lot.
0: That's insane. We're talking about nineteen twenty one too. Oh yeah. You know.
1: So this guy is making this amount, and Nucky's wanting to buy cases uh, from him. On um, loan essentially, and the guy says he would do it, but if peace is going to happen, he's going to do good because he can go right back into business. Um, and so we find out that there's the peace isn't going to happen as of right now. And I uh, want well, right. to history: peace isn't going to happen for a while. So. <laughs>
0: Um, you know, it's interesting about that scene, and I'm, I'm tying it back because, like I said before, um, actually I, I can't remember if we said it this episode. But when when Tommy uh, Tommy when Nucky's out there shooting the Tommy gun, this is like I, I guess we said it. This is Ta- uh, Staten Island. This is if you Google the Conference House, Tottenville, Staten Island. Uh-huh. This is where they shot this scene, and this is one of the scenes where you can see when they show the background, like what's behind that house that they're all at. Yeah. Um, you could see the bad CGI, just the way you could tell, like, they just have someone that, like, rendered farmland. And it's funny because that's actually where it looks out. It's ocean. So you could tell that's CGI. Um oh. The other thing... I had this I had that symbolism tied in to when I said like about Margaret's child. Um so Margaret's child Emily has polio we learn about, right? Right. And the scene right the scene that follows that, once it's like he's like, there's no reason to speculate anymore she has polio. The next scene is where Nucky starts shooting the gun and we learn that McGarigal's son actually died in the war. It's kind oh. of like why he's against it. So it's kinda of like you know, I I, I is it the intent? I don't know, but there's a parallel. We're talking about two kids sick. Well, you know, one died because of war, but like you know, uh, I just thought there was like a, an interesting thing going going there. You know, oh, there's and It's kind of like why, yeah, and it's kind of like why Slenderman is like, I'm out on this stuff. Like I already lost a son. You know, yeah, like, I literally I shed my own blood for this. Um, uh, it's also if you notice, like, where is that the distillery they're in when they're having the discussion about the the whiskey cases and everything? Yeah. D- could you tell the CGI when they're trying to show so how bad. big that thing? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's just layered. That's all it is. It's just a layered. It's it's a repeat, a duplicate.
0: That's all yeah, it is. Yeah. It was so they literally bad. copy and paste. They hit Control C, Control V, Control C, yeah, Control V, it. like you know. <laughs> but. Um and just like the way like you know if, if you if you create your own podcast you do anything with audio work you could also kind of tell like they like made Nucky's and 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 um Murdoch's voice like just have an echo you know yeah. just to make it look like they were in this huge room um
1: which I don't even think it would thing, really do that because there's wood everywhere it wouldn't even really sure echo.
0: like it, it it doesn't have anything to bounce off of yeah. right um but. Is it last episode where Nucky got shot? Uh, Two episodes ago. Or is that two episodes Oh, okay. Because, I mean, damn, he's drinking with that hand.
1: Yeah. No, he's I mean, healed. This has been essentially... I would, If I was to guess, this is about two weeks. If I was to put a I'll rough say, guess to it.
0: But Nucky, when he puts his hand, you see that bullet goes through his hand. Oh, yeah, no. Stigmata. Yeah. And, like, you know, and let's, again... I have a huge problem with this on my old podcast. I'll I'll take something that happens on Dexter and I'll hammer it to the ground about how unreal it is. And I'm not trying to do the same thing here, but at least they have Nucky in a bandage, right? It's not right. forgotten about. But there's no way that dude's drinking with that hand. No. You know, no, he's you have just all those bones
1: and tendons and everything. Sure. No, you would his hand would never be the same again. Yeah. If Probably like cut
0: that. off, honestly, from an oh, infection. Especially you
1: know? back then. Oh, hundred percent. Right.
0: Uh, But I, I I like and it's quite, it's kind of like my notes that I had to start out this episode. Like you say, Nucky at the. I know I know that they're, they're filming at the Cunard building in, in New York City, but I, I don't know uh where they're supposed to be at customs uh uh-huh. for the ship. And you have no idea where this episode is headed. You're like, oh, he's bringing his father to Ireland. Oh, it's the guns. Oh, look at this. Nobody wants to buy the guns. Like Nucky is out on his luck, and he even tells like you know, um, tells tells Murdoch like, what the why did you bring me here? Yeah, like this is this is a completely losing proposition. Um, the whole episode is going one way, and the ending just like you know just totally jerks you the other way.
1: Well, and one of the uh, reviews I read online at the time period of this on AV Club that was a complaint that even they put in on that was that the episode is very hastily put together. It feels like where it's just like, okay, there's it's it's very convoluted. There's a lot of different arcs going on. Where, and, and, of course, that's written at the time period. They don't know what's about to happen and stuff like sure. that. Uh, but that was a very big complaint on it. Was, it was a, people were basically comparing it to that. They were like, oh, I just don't – and the other complaint to it, to go back on my thing, was there was – this episode aired one year after Sons of Anarchy aired where they went to Ireland, and – People How were funny. people were commenting. All right, could they steal from Sons of Anarchy anymore?
0: So <laughs>
1: I, we weren't. Me and my wife were the one My wife actually was a main Meg was a main She was the one that pointed it out, and then I started noticing it. And I was like, "Huh, you're right. I wonder if anyone else is noticing." AV Club. Right. All these people commenting. They were like, "They're stealing funny. from Sons of Anarchy," and like,
0: <laughs> funny. So uh, wait, there, there was something I was going to say. Oh, do you know? And I didn't do this up until this. Um, it, up until – this is one of the things like I never realized up until I, I do sit here and I have to write notes. Do you know why Nucky ends up – has to go to buy liquor? Why he goes to Ireland? Well, his
1: money is tied up in land is what right. he says. His money is tied up in land. And so his whole thing is he's wanting to get liquor in so that he can retire. That's his – what he's saying is going to be happening. What I really think it is, and I'm not, and I could be wrong on this, but I think it also is pointing it out in the show without even hiding it. Is he's also wanting to basically come back in and say, "No, fuck you, James. I'm about to start selling booze."
0: Well, and I had totally, it it, it had, it's something like where the 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 plot sometimes gets so convoluted that I, I didn't even realize this. The other reason why he has to go to Ireland is because. They the commodore shut him down from customs. Oh, uh, from
1: oh with the, uh, right. the Coast Guard. Yes,
0: um, the coast guard because you know he has a, he, like he says a few times. Jimmy and all them say the coast guard. I have the coast guard in my back pocket, and he does and now. And it's funny, like uh, I can't say too much, right? But if 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 you put two and two together, Jimmy's own plan backfired on him. Like yeah. you know, like the forced Nucky into this corner and now, Nucky. Has to go and not, like, you know, it, God, what it's an absurd amount that he ends up getting mm-hmm. for the guns, you know. And uh, it's, uh, uh, 10, I, th-
1: I wrote it down 10,000 cases for a thousand guns, I think is what it
0: was. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and and and, and correct me if I'm wrong, only because I, I the the episode prior is when he they they go to the um the gun range, right, with Rothstein. Or is oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: no no uh, they were well they were at the um the armory the, the armory yeah
0: and you' kind of like huh I wonder why they're going there and now you see like how that kind of all comes together yeah you know um oh yeah I, I love stuff like that but go on
1: um I mean really I don't have a lot more left on Nucky's story other than uh we find out well we do not find out we see that um slenderman's shot in the back of the head
0: which is a total shocker to me it was it was a totally like I remember watching that live and being like, "Wow, that's that's kind of weird." They're gonna leave an episode. Holy shit! Yeah, like, like, oh my god! Like you know, you just see him, and it's funny how they use the back, the 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 back se- the back mirror. What do you call it? The back window. Yeah. Of the car to do that, like you know, and just like bam, you see him just get shot, and you're like, "Damn!" Like yeah. I remember thinking, "Nucky's in trouble. They're gonna they're gonna kill him right now." Right. No, yeah. Um, when
1: you're when I was just watching it the first time for this one, I was like, "Fuck, what happens with this? Like, he's in sh- Like, yeah. he, he fucked up. Like, there's something going on, and it's like, oh no, he didn't. Never mind.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And we see that this new guy's taken over, and they'll be and Nucky will now be doing business through him. Um, they're doing ten thousand uh uh ten thousand cases for a thousand guns, and. Then i mean that's really it other than like some really bad cgi in that car uh which
0: drove the cgi and so. the car and when they get to the dock oh um, god <laughs> the boat on the right you can tell is just sitting on nothing no like the water near it is not even moving no, they just like, um, like
1: cut it out on like like yeah. microsoft paint and put it on there
0: hey did you did you know anything about this i, I don't even know if i'm pronouncing it right cunard c-u-n-a-r-d uh, no, the re—I'll tell you two reasons why I noticed. Because I was—I wanted to know what building were they shooting the opening scene, the customs. Okay. So this is something maybe you could you could um talk about next episode or or if people out there know it. So that is actually shot in what they call in New York City the Cunard Building, and I, I may be pronouncing it right. Maybe it's Cunard, C U N A R D. Okay. When they when they're at the dock at the end. It says Cunard shipping line. So I was doing my notes. I found out that, Cunard, that filmed that in the Cunard building. And then at the end, it says Cunard shipping line. So it turns huh. out Cunard is a huge transporter. I believe it was from Canada. So I don't know if that was a shout-out to them or if it's just totally random that they decided to shoot in there and ends up being that's the actual shipping line. Because right. there's a lot of this stuff. I forget it happens earlier in this season, but like – I think it's something like Colgate or something is is like you know selling. Oh yeah, sometimes when they do big, sh- uh, they show big things of the boardwalk. Yeah, there's like some ad for like something, and yeah. it's just like wow, that's so funny to think of. Like that's what they were doing back in 1920. Whatever. Right. Um, that was just something else I picked up at at the end because I. The only reason why I picked up on it is because I knew they shot that in that building. And I looked and I was like, oh, damn, look at that. That's that's interesting. They shot it. I'm going to actually shot it twice. look into that. Yeah. I'm
1: actually going to see if I can find some because I meant to look a little bit on that to find out like what building that was and all that. So, yeah. Huh. OK.
0: And the other sort of thematic end tie in I have um, and I believe. Well, I guess I got two other things. One, I love. I okay, guess. So you know, what? I'll, I'll bring this up. Uh, when Nucky and Owen are talking, and he's like, "Did you know that was gonna happen?" And then Nucky says, "I don't like secrets." Right? It's like, if you only knew? If you
1: only knew. I was gonna bring, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, because there's obviously a huge secret that Owen knows.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and the other thing I have is I love if you want to think about Nucky and Jimmy boxing. I love how, and it's so cool how they do it. The episode ends with. The audio from the Jack Dempsey and uh, yes. the Carpentier fight, you know, and I it, it's love like it. it's kind of like creepy, like you know, in a way, but it's it's totally great. Like I don't know, whatever you want to call, it. and I always mix these words up. Whether it's the motif, the theme, the symbolism, whatever it is, uh-huh. it's awesome. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. Know? Yeah,
1: and I did want to put in um, uh, in that fight. By the way, uh, Dempsey does win. Sure. I put that in. He did win. It actually went longer than what people had expected at the time period, which was kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah, yeah,
0: I thought I, was, I thought it was a really cool ending for for the episode.
1: All right, well, that's all I have. Anything else, Victor? Uh,
0: I believe that's it. Um, I have. You know what my last my last note is? Go ahead. God, I, God, I love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I, good. Again, the, the way, the way we started out saying like, man, this episode is like a slow burn. It's like, to me, it's like the calm right before the storm. Yes. And it's like, damn, I w- hated it back in 2011 watching this live and having to wait three more weeks but like (laughs) it's such a i i feel like the height of boardwalk empire is like these next three episodes you know
1: no it is like and i've said time and time again this is my favorite season like without a doubt this is my favorite season i love everything about this season i love the ending i love the beginning i love the story in the middle i love the 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 stories that develop out of it. I love the scenery, like, the the way they film, except for when they're fucking in Ireland. Other than that, I love everything else about it. (laughs) This is my favorite. Like, this is what I love the most, you know? Like, with your podcast, uh, you're doing Dexter, y'all's next season, and that's most fans. Next season is my absolute favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. This season, it's just something about it. It oh, This is what, I guess, got me into Boardwalk Empire. First season, I was like, it's okay. You know, I binged it, and then the second season, I was like, let me give it one more season, and when the last three episodes happened, I was like, I'm hooked. I will watch yeah. this show through the end, and I love it. I love it so much, and this is just the building of what's about to happen, and I can't wait. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. I, I was sort of thinking like, man, what's my favorite season? And I'm like, the way if I had, did you watch Friends or no?
1: A little bit, not all the way. No. So
0: there, there's there's an episode where Phoebe gives twins, gives birth to triplets actually, and gives them. She has her brother adopt all of them, and she's like, all right, well, you have to give one of the kids up, like if you want to take one back. And he's going through all the kids, and like she can't pick like a favorite one. uh because I'm like, man, I really love season three, but man, season two is good. Season like season four gets a lot of flack on this show, *Bardock Empire*, but it's yeah. like I kind of like what like like what happens, the themes of it. Um, and then I'm like, man, season five was kind of a bummer the way it ended. But oh my god, I really love like the, the cube. Well, I'm not gonna say you think. Sorry. <laughs> 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 never mind. Never mind. No, that like Go ahead.
1: I, I agree because I was actually I was I was looking at it the other night. I was like trying to remember. I was like, well, I know how season three goes, and then I was trying to remember how four and five went, and I was like. Okay, this happens in this one, and this happens in this one. And then I was like, no, wait, I think this happens in this. And I was like, damn, I was like, season four is really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, So yeah. it's uh, it's not that – season three is phenomenal. I love season three. Don't get me wrong. It's just something about this season. I think it's because it, it got me into it. This is what got me hooked. If it wasn't for this season, I would have never kept watching. Had I just watched season one, in all honesty, I probably would have quit i w- yeah i gave myself season two i was like just go ahead and watch it and get through it and then when this happens like this whole season i'm like you know what i'm hooked i'm gonna keep watching it
0: so sure Phen- phenomenal phenomenal uh season two for sure absolutely so with that being said um
1: victor go ahead and give a shout out to your podcast
0: yes uh like colton had said we are doing Dig and dexter i am a much like a veteran I am to Borlo Empire, I'm also a veteran to the Dexter show um so me and my fiance we do the podcast she has never seen it, so we kind of do the same thing like you guys do where you know I know what goes on she doesn't and it's kind of fun to hear her talk about stuff where you know she thinks this is going to happen and we're, we all know she's wrong or she thinks this is going to happen and she's actually a hundred percent right um and it's fun and like, you know, we're, we're sort of building up the same way you're building up. We're building up. If you know anything about Dexter, you know, season four, the Trinity Killer. And it's just like, damn. Um, so we do. Uh, yes, our show is called Digging Dexter. We're on most major podcast platforms. Um, so, yeah, check us out if you like the, the show Digging Dexter.
1: Okay. I, I listen to it. It's a phenomenal podcast. Like I love listening to y'all. I've watched Dexter all the way through a couple times and it's. It's fun to yeah. watch it, and like you said, it's fun to hear somebody that hasn't watched it, their perspective, and then you start thinking, oh, wow, I really wonder. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's cool. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. So, Absolutely. So um, with that being said, uh, you can follow us over here on uh, bootlegging. Uh bootlegging a boardwalk empire podcast on facebook we're also on instagram at bootlegging dot podcast and you can also follow us on twitter at bootleg dot bootleg dot pod or underscore i can never remember our twitter and that's <laughs> and that's horrible um it's a bootleg underscore podcast on twitter uh give us a follow uh write in let us know what we're doing wrong what we're doing right and uh comment about some things that you've done and in- until next week, we'll do some chick wagging then. Victor, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we'll be hopefully getting Chris bailed out, uh, and he'll be back on. So. <laughs> Until then, we'll do a little chick wagging next week. Thanks a lot. Hey, I'm yeah. all right now,
0: fellas. And oh, what's cooler than being I can't hear you, all no I see what's cooler than being cool